Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo uh, over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Poplarville. Oh, like you just went for like an actual like... Go for an actual town. Yeah. Town there. Yes. Yes, although I think it would be nice to have one down south. I think uh, Haddis Brew is more likely than anything else in that area, or Brew Luxie, one of the two. Brew Luxie has yeah. always been one of my favorites. I think those are the those are the way they should go if they're going to go down south. But we'll see. But I, I think the perfect fit is in Hattiesburg. I agree. I, I think agree. that would be a great location for those in Hattiesburg that would like to reach out to to Mister to one Shane Reed. Yeah. For for you know possibly a million dollar idea. Don't there ever say we didn't do anything for you, USM fans. Don't ever say we didn't have your backs here on this podcast. Can you imagine a Ed's Burgers connected to a Strange Brew? Robert St. John? That's a $2 million idea. Two million. The meeting the meeting of the minds, Shane Reed and Robert St. John. Just, It'd be like the mega powers. Can you merge two brains together? I don't know. And don't still know. have a universe? I don't know. Without it absolutely imploding. Wherever we uh, you are in this great state, you can get Strange Brew Coffee every single morning. You have it delivered to your house. Have it shipped. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it. They'll bring it right to you. Whatever kind of coffee machine is on the front counter, they'll have you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College <laughs> Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Whatever it is. It doesn't have to be closed either, although they have an incredible selection. If you use them for your car, for your house, for your tailgate, whatever it is, Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Floyd by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. That's the place you want to be this weekend. Grab dinner, grab lunch, grab brunch on Sunday, whatever you're you're doing. But whatever meal you want to eat, you want to eat it at Restaurant Tyler because it's the best in town. Whatever you're looking to do this weekend, make sure you've got a stop on Restaurant Tyler on your agenda. You won't regret it. Right there at the corner of Maine and Washington, that's Starville's flagship restaurant, Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi there to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you and start a relationship there. It's a lot more than just, you know, a bank. It, it's, it's about that relationship. We always talk about eat local and shop local Banking local just as important. That way, if you need a decision on a loan, it's somebody you've been doing business with. It's not somebody, you know, way up the chain in uh, in the corporate ladder that you have to worry about because you've never met them. All the decisions made locally at Priority One Bank. So check them out again, PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. What happened at Duty Noble Field? We don't know. Only one man knows, and luckily he works for us. So at this time, to get a recap on what happened between Mississippi State and South Carolina in game one of that SEC series, we go now to our one and only correspondent here on the Thunder and Lightning podcast, Future Brian. Thanks, guys. This is Future Brian reporting to you from the future. This is what we'll say. It was better tonight for Mississippi State. Uh, They still had too many walks. Had some errors, didn't have the clutch hits, but in reality, they did enough to win, they just didn't win. 
Now, I am not about to sit here and tell you that that's good enough, that you should be satisfied with that, that you should be happy that you know the game wasn't a blowout. Final score, 6-4. to four. State had the winning run at the plate in the bottom of the ninth. Tarangelo Sinjay and Colby Holcomb combined for 17 strikeouts but eight walks, six of them by, by Holcomb. Also, uh, two hit batters in this game. So State gave away 10 free bases. But if nothing else, it wasn't an embarrassment out there. And, and honestly, at this point with Mississippi State baseball, that's kind of where they are. It's, it's about a baby step to be competitive before you can talk even talk about winning. You know? Ledbetter and Hines go a combined five of ten with three RBI. They they drove in, you know, some runs. That was, they they did well there. Um Dakota Jordan, two for four on the night. That's good. Good to see. Kellum Clark, one for three. Slade Alford, two for four. He did have an error, which isn't great, but he got a couple hits. But you, you got too many you got too many uh holes in this lineup right now. Amani Larry is 4 of 26 in SEC play. Lane Forsyth had a hit tonight. I think that makes him for the year 3 of 27 in SEC play. Um, I mean, you just, you just can't... You just can't do that. You know, you can't have... Especially, you're talking about, you know, how many innings do you have where the, the 9 hole and the, and, the one, and the leadoff man come up? So they're going back to back, and neither one of them are getting hits. Larry's batting average is down to 289. I mean, just not good. Not good. But even with all that, State had two on, two out, with Hunter Hines at the plate and a chance to win the game. And he just, you know, he strikes out looking in a situation where they're not going to give him any benefit of the doubt. Uh, Lamone is tossed in this game uh, in the, what inning would that have been? The, the, the seventh. Uh, when uh, South Carolina hit a two-run home run, the pitch before was very, very close. I would probably go so far as to say it was a strike. Uh, the next pitch uh, goes over the over the wall, and you combine that with South Carolina's batter uh, being very chirpy on his way around the bases, and Lamontis had just had enough and and took the uh, the ejection to, to defend his pitcher, and so on. So we go you go forward from there. So. State had a lot of chances in this game, you know. They left, oh gosh, how many? Eight runners on base. They struck out 17. I think if you, this is one of those games, we haven't played this game in a while where if I tell you this, you what do you think the score is? But if I told you that State only threw Sinjay and Holcomb tonight and they struck out 17 and State would have 12 hits, you probably think State wins this game like 8 to 2, 8 to 3, something like that. But instead, they lost 6 to 4. And that's just what this team is right now. They are just a team that cannot find their way out of bad situations. When they make mistakes, they snowball into a second and third mistake. And they don't do the little things right. And at the end of the day, this is a game where, or this is a team where I should say, that the the, the how bad they've been in, on the mound and, on the, and in the field this year has kind of masked the fact that from a hitting perspective, they're just not that great. They just haven't been that great. Now, they, they hit the ball pretty well tonight, 12 hits and, and 35 at-bats. That's great. That's fine. But by and large, you know, when, when they need the big hit, they can't get it. You know? They, like I said, they stranded eight tonight. Hines strand, strand, stranded three. Hijack strands two, and he's 0 for 3 on the night. Got to start in center field because Colton Ledbetter took, took one off the face, he told us in postgame. And then Alford strands three as well. I mean, you're getting opportunities. They're just they're just not cashing in on them. And so even when it's close, you know, you're not getting the win. And then most of the time, it's not close. Uh, we had to talk to Jake Gotro in uh, in post game after Lamontis was ejected. He, you don't get the head coach in uh, in post game after an injection. So obviously, he had no clue what the pitching plans were uh, for for Friday. Uh, I will uh, make an assumption that it's going to be some combination of Landon Gartman and Bradley Lofton. I would, I would start Lofton, but I thought Robbie Falk had a great idea, and I think he mentioned it on the podcast as well. 
to use Gartman sort of the way Mississippi State used Trevor Fitz in 2013 as an opener, maybe get through one, the lineup once, maybe twice, and then go to the go to Lofton. And I'm talking about two different kind of pitchers, you know. Uh, uh, Gartman more of that crafty right-hander, 90-91, and then you bring in Lofton who can, who can get up there into the mid-90s from the left side. That might just be a, a good formula to win uh, for Mississippi State. I do feel after watching this game that they can get one this weekend. And it, and it really does feel like, you know, talking to these guys and talking to the coaches, and, and you know, look, coaches and players, they're not going to come out and say, like, oh, yeah, we suck. What can we do? We're terrible. They're going to tell you that they're going to fight. And, and But I, I really do believe that. I think if this team could win a game, they might be able to salvage a little bit of something. here. Again, I don't think they're, they're going to the NCAA tournament or anything, but they might be able to be respectable. And respectable by what standards? I, again, I want to make I want to make that very clear that everything I say, don't construe it as, well, this is okay. This is not okay. You're zero and seven in the conference. You've lost eighteen straight games. Those are that's a school record, by the way. A lot of people asking, has this ever happened before? It has not. My mentions are full of people. I, I, there's a lot of of rationalization, a lot of denial happening. Like, you know, is the problem deeper than pure baseball ability? Obviously. Obviously it is, man. It, it has to be. Um, because <clears throat> from a baseball perspective, from a talent perspective, they shouldn't be this bad. But they are. They are. If they could just win a game, I do think they would find a way to maybe move forward a little bit. Again, not talking about in terms of, you know, they would finish 500 and get into the NCAA tournament, but at least, you know, they would stop getting embarrassed every night, which they did tonight. They, they, they took a step forward. If they can take that another step forward and get a win tomorrow, well, then you go into the game on Saturday with the guy who's, you know, been probably been your most consistent pitcher this year, Nate Dome, and give, you know, if nothing else, you did lose the game, but you only used two pitchers tonight, so you've got a lot of options. It really is just about trying to find literally any little positive thing to, to, to grab onto. Again, you, the fan, don't have to do that, but this team does. The team does have to grab onto what's positive. They do have to grab on to whatever they can to try to motivate themselves and try to get a win. I don't feel like they've given up, and I, you know, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. That's kind of surprising. It's kind of surprising. Um. I, I, you know, and last year I'm trying to think like when they got into that that long losing streak at the end of the year, I, I felt like by the end of the year they had given up. This team, I don't feel like it has as of this point. So they're going to keep working. We'll see what happens tomorrow or today as you're listening. If they can find a way to get that one win, I, I, I honestly think this team could win this series. South Carolina's a good team. Don't get me wrong; they're very talented. But I mean, this is SEC baseball. Everybody's gettable. Nobody's unbeatable, not even LSU and Tennessee, who are having a, a, as we speak, I think that game just finished up in Tennessee, or I'm sorry, LSU uh, wins the first game between the number, uh, those, two, those two powerhouse teams. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what tomorrow brings. I don't know what you do with Imani Larry. I mean, he's just not, he's just not in a good spot right now. Do you move Mershon to second? Can he play there? Could Hijack play second? I don't know the answer to those questions, man. And that's that's something that, you know, I've said it a few times, and I'll say it again here, that uh, there, there's not a lot of answers, man. There's just questions. Every time this team plays, I have questions. I don't get a lot of answers. And that's just kind of where we are. That's just kind of where this program is. That's just kind of where Mississippi State baseball is right now. It's full of questions that don't have any answers. Even the top guy doesn't have the answers. So we'll see what uh, what what Friday brings. 6 p.m. first pitch for Mississippi State. I tell you, I'm interested to see how this this weekend plays out. Because next, because you know you have Alabama next weekend. Those are winnable games, even on the road. Those are winnable games. Then you have Ole Miss, who hey, they're in the same boat as you, and they got it. They have tech, they have to travel to Texas A&M this week, so they're not they're not, they're not looking at a good situation, and they have to play Arkansas before they play Mississippi State. I mean, there's a fantastic chance Ole Miss comes in here 0 and 12. I mean, it legitimately could happen. At best, I would think they're going to be something like 2 and 10. 
Those are winnable games. Then you have, you go to Auburn. Auburn has not been great this year. Winnable games. And then you, re- you reach the tough stretch. But if you could find a way, if you could find a way, I mean, again, it's not about the, the, the standard of Mississippi State baseball at this point. All right? The season will play out and, and everybody will judge the, the, the season as a whole when we get there. That's going to happen. And if changes are going to be made, and I honestly believe they will be, they'll be made. Right now, it's just about little battles. It's just about winning a game. It's just about winning, maybe just winning it at bat. You know, can, can you take a lead into the ninth? Can you hold on to a lead? Can you not make, can you play a game without an error? I'm, I'm, I'm serious. If State could just get some build up and get like two or three positive things to happen, that could turn into a win and that could turn into a couple of wins. But they've got to get there. They've got to stop beating themselves. You can't put guys on base the way State did tonight. Ten extra runners. You can't make two errors in the game. You can't strand eight runners on base. Now you got to find a way to eliminate these little mistakes that just continue to hurt you each and every night that you play. So we'll see what happens on Friday, Saturday with this uh, this series. It, I will say this: you know, I fully expected to be doing this show at this time. And talking about a blowout loss, I, I fully expected it because I just don't. I feel like I hadn't seen State play with any fire. They played with fire tonight. They, they played. They played hard. They just didn't get the job done. And if this team was, you know, two and four going to two and five, you could you could be like, okay, well, what's wrong with this team? Let's figure it out, and then they can move forward. They're zero and seven. I mean, it's just it's just you sort of take what you get, and you got to take. You know, I, I'm not gonna call it a moral victory or anything like that, but I would I would say. Just seeing them play a complete nine innings of competitive baseball is a step forward. And as sad and pathetic as that might be, that's what it is right now. So, All right, the guys wanted me to remind you that when I get done with this ad read, they will be going into their WrestleMania preview. They will also remind you of that when we get there. If you do not like professional wrestling, now is the time to turn off this podcast. I would like for you to listen to the ad read and support our sponsors. But if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But stop listening to the podcast now if you don't like wrestling. Stop listening now. Here we go. Let's move on into the WrestleMania preview that's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. There'll be some beef on display at WrestleMania for sure. But if you're cooking out this weekend... Make sure that beef is part of the equation. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Head to your butcher. Head to your meat markets. Talk to those guys. My 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 guy at, my, at the local grocery store here, Kroger, he's gotten to know me. I walk in and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" Because he knows I'm asking questions and I'm finding, you know, I'm buying good steaks and I'm buying good products from him. So we, I have that relationship now. You need to have that relationship outside of your wife and your children. Your most important relationship might be with your butcher. That's the guy who's providing dinner. Get to know him. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the kind district. You can always just go there, too. You can always just go to the Two Brothers and be like, you know what, I don't want to cook tonight. And I wouldn't blame you, brother. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's great barbecue, but it's so much more than just barbecue. It is smoked southern soul food. So much great stuff on the menu. And if, you, I mean, if we're going to talk up beef, their prime rib sandwich, it's the best in town. Get it. If you haven't if you haven't had that prime rib sandwich yet, if you've been stuck on smoked wings and pork rind nachos, and I wouldn't be mad at you if you have been. But if you have been and you want to change it up, get the prime rib sandwich. It's great. It's fantastic. You'll love it. Just like you love everything else. Two Brothers Smoked Meats, the home of smoked southern soul food. Great products and great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. Vantage Business Systems likes to deliver it to you. And they have been for 48 years. So when you need technology... For your business, you call Advantage Business Systems, and then when you need service, you call them back, and you're talking to somebody you've already talked to before, and they know you, and they know your business, and they know your needs, and they know that they need to get out there immediately. It's not, okay, we're going to transfer you to this out-of-state guy, and he'll email you, and we'll try to set up an appointment. None of that. It's Mississippians helping Mississippians, which is the best way to do it. Give them a call at 601-362-9192. Visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogues Collegiate Collection. Guys, 
I was a little upset today. I saw that uh, my friends, Joel Coleman and Logan Lowry, had Jonathan Papelbon on. And hey, I'm not upset about that. That's a great interview. I'm sure it's fantastic. Check out the Dear Old State podcast. But I saw a picture of Jonathan Papelbon, MSU baseball alum, wearing this hideous Banner M polo. Come on, Paps. Perhaps somebody let Paps know he can go to the Rogue and get a great M over S polo or pullover and rock that. Come on, man. You need to do it. Check out their collegiate collection, the best collection of polos and quarter zips in the state. Great products, great service, and, of course, the logos that you want at the Rogue. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. If you haven't already, you're missing out. Go get a sweet treat at Dolce, 509 University Drive. That's where Starkville satisfies its sweet tooth. Of course, breakfast the next couple of days this weekend, bagels, breakfast sandwiches, and some great coffee. But then in the afternoon, if you want a little sweet treat, if you want to give yourself a little boost, you want a little pick-me-up, or if you just deserve it, you've had a good day at work, and you're like, you know what, I deserve this. Go do it. Get you some gelato from our friends at Dolce. 509 University Drive. You know you want it. Head over to Dolce. All right, let's go now to present Brian and Robbie for their WrestleMania preview, which if you don't like wrestling, you should not listen to. All right, thanks to Future Brian for recapping all of that for us. We appreciate that. And now is the time, Robbie, that we must issue a disclaimer. It is a yearly disclaimer. We do it every year. This is your warning that Robbie and I are about to discuss in great detail and with much enthusiasm for the business we call professional wrestling. It is our annual WrestleMania preview. We're going to talk wrestling. If you don't like wrestling, now's the time to stop listening. If you continue to listen and you get angry, you got no one to blame but yourself. You need to look in the mirror. You had like one minute where you were completely warned to turn this show off. Yes, now's the and time. We're, we're okay with you turning the show off. If, if it prevents you from coming to Twitter and complaining to us that we're talking wrestling, this is what we will do. I will I will find a way to get Apple Podcasts removed from your phone if you complain to me about this. Brian yeah. will fight you. Hell and I sell. <laughs> All right. Here we go. You all right there? I'm good. All right. I'm not going to lie to you. You know that I'm more of an AEW guy, and you know that I've been down on WWE, although I will say the new Triple H regime has been, I think, better. I think some of the storylines have been very good, and I am excited for some of the matches. I think this is a very top-to-bottom, very solid card. You've got some matches. There'll be some spot-fest matches in there, and that's fine. Get the crowd fired up. But you've got some really well-developed storylines that you're going to hit on in this day. My question, what, what, what match would you have main event day one? I know day two is going to be Reigns versus Rhodes. Uh, probably the tag team championship. That is exactly what I was thinking. That The Usos versus Zayn and Owen is, should be your main Which event. Which might be the main event. I'm not, I don't know what the... The bloodline should dominate this. They should have the yeah. main events for both for both days. I agree with that. The, I'm gonna they, be honest with you. I, I've you know I've I've said this. I feel like I've said this before. I know you're a huge AEW guy. I enjoy WWE right now more than AEW. That's fine. You know what? I though, think that the, are not these marks on the internet who are like, oh, I can't. I hate that one, so I can't like. That. Yeah, I, enjoy oh, I watch both. both. Yeah. I watch both, enjoy both. I, I just got done watching Dynamite from last week. I think they're setting uh, up great things on Dynamite right now. But they they, are. this they is are. their time. This is their time to shine. This is their yes, and, it, and let me tell you, as somebody that's been to – I've been to three WrestleManias, and I've been to, to SummerSlam, and I've also been to some AEW things. No one does big like WWE. The, Nobody. You've seen the pictures of the stage – for this, I'm I'm just glad the Undertaker's not wrestling because it would take yeah. him a half hour to get to the ring yeah. from this. But no, like it is the if you're if you're not even a wrestling fan, you could yeah. go sit in the stadium and be entertained by this. It's a spectacle. It is every single time they nail it. Now, yeah. like the matches, the the outcome or whatever might not please everyone, but the event itself is nailed every single time. Whether it's Vince McMahon in charge, Triple H, I don't I don't know who's going to be in charge. 
but they they know how to do it. There you go. All right. So let's jump in here. Speaking speaking of storylines, this is the one that's kind of had the slowest burn, and they finally got there, and I'm I'm excited for it, and that's the Mysterios, Ray versus Dominic. Now, I am not a Dominic Mysterio fan, not a great wrestler, but this story has done well, and they've done all the callbacks to the Eddie Guerrero thing, and to the point where you know that match actually happened at a WrestleMania in 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 Hollywood uh, between them for the the the, the custody of, of 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 Dominic back in the day. They've they've built this and they've they've teased it and teased it and Ray would not fight his own son until finally he reached the point the breaking point and now he's here. I think this has great potential. I, I fear that Dominic's going to win because they want to get the young guy over and and the win over the fight. But I, I I'm hopeful that Dad prevails here. I think Dominic's going to win too. I think it's going to be by you know uh, intrusion or. Whatever somebody's, I, mean, I guess Finn Balor and Damian Priest are probably going to come into the uh, ring and, and attack right here. I, th- I think that's the way to go too. Like it, you're building a lot of heat around this kid, and I, I was just watching SmackDown from last week. I'm, I'm way behind, if you can't guess. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to catch up, and when the build up to Ray finally knocking Dominic out. Like just just waylaying him with a haymaker with the right hand, the explosion from the crowd was excellent. Dominic has some real heat. Yeah, nobody likes him. Yeah, and it's you know I thought it might be like you know Miz go away heat, but I think he's he's really generating like some real hatred from people, and I think it would be beneficial here. Ray's going into the Hall of Fame, you know he's. He's the legend. Everybody's excited about him coming out there and, and just getting his belt off and just bending the sun over and just beating him. Yeah. It would be great, I think, for Dominic to win this and, you know, chicken crap heel kind of way. And I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And, and you, you can probably count on uh, on uh, Rhea Ripley being involved, which might mean Mama Mysterio gets involved in some way, which would be interesting. Could Works, but we'll see. But I, I do think that that Dominic has to get the win here, as much as I don't want to see that. So yeah, because Dominic to me has the go away heat. I just don't like him. Now maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he can just be a uh, you know a, a bad guy his whole career. But but that's what I'm saying. Like he's got yeah. that Miz go away heat. You remember Miz and X Pac and guys yeah. like that. But I, I think he's kind of developing into a nice heel. Like yeah, I agree. There's not a whole lot that's that's likable about him. Yeah. So the whole I've been to prison that. thing is just like oh I love I love that actually it makes me laugh I'll be honest. That's uh, what you don't understand, man. Well, <laughs> he's he's like prison Mike. Like <laughs> when you're in the clink. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, couple, couple of spot fest yeah. matches here: Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus Viking Raiders. It'll just be fun. I don't really care who wins. It'll just be fun. It's just one of those deals where they're just they got to find those guys a payday, basically. Yeah, which is fine. This this match will be fun if nothing else. They haven't really capitalized on the street profits. I don't think. No, they haven't. I think they need to break them up because I think they go. They both have the star power to be singles guys. Yeah, and you know, Viking Raiders they don't do anything for me. You know, yeah. Alpha Academy don't really do anything for me. Otis is is fun. Yeah, I like Otis. He's funny. Yeah. Uh, I think Chad Gable's done a good job reinventing himself too. As this, he has. I like the I like the Alpha Academy way better than the Viking Raiders. I just yeah. there's nothing that. And then Ricochet is Ricochet, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it should be a fun match. I hope that. Uh, uh I, I imagine Rick- Street Profits are probably going to win this. Yeah. I hope that Ricochet watched the Omega El Viking or Vikingo uh, match and is like, okay, I could top that. I want. I want to see what he comes up with. The the flip off the ropes like into the Insane. table. I've never seen anything like that. It was like a roly poly. Yeah, You're like, like I've never seen anything yeah, like he was that. Tight man, he was tight. So I don't know, he he curled himself into a ball and flipped like five times yeah. before he landed. Yeah, he did a six thirty. Yeah, that, which I I don't know if I've ever seen. I, I I know that I have not ever seen that. So yeah, that was there cool. were a few things in that match that I have never seen before. Yeah, 
All right, you got another yeah, similar match to that with the uh, the ladies, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and Shotzi, Ronda Rousey. Wow, what a fall from grace. And Shayna Baszler and Chelsea Green and Sonya, Sonya Deville. Got to think Rousey and Baszler. They want to start pushing them as sort of like a monster team, I think. They got to be the winners here, right? Yeah, this is one of those, like, probably going to be on my phone. This is going to go to the bathroom, uh, check your food. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on the phone. You know, we'll, we'll probably be you know, ranting about uh, Mississippi State at this time, complaining about things. Yeah. That that that's that's the time to do that. Uh this you're, next, ju- you're jumping from night one to night two, by the way. Is well, that I'm, what you, is that what you I, want to do or well no, I'm just going th- I have an article pulled up with the with the matches on it and they don't specify. Well I have one with the matches on it that do specify. But it doesn't matter. where is that article? I'll, I'll go to it. Uh Bleacher Report. Hold, please. It's important, I believe, to maintain some kind of consistency. All right, so here we go. Okay, so we went. You you did the the first first three matches. The first two matches were matches. Okay, so we're good. All right, so back to night one then. All right. Uh, I'm going to do these in the order, I think, that they are of their importance. I I am not a big fan of what they did with Becky Lynch and, and Lita. Not, no. not uh, but they've got them team, her team, those two teaming up with Trish Stratus, which is great. Be cool to see those Lita and Trish Stratus versus Damage Control. I mean, I I like. Why are we control. not defending the belts yeah. right here? Yeah, exactly. Why are those titles not on the line? I don't get that. I'm sure that this is one that the faces will absolutely go over, and they're not bringing back Trish Stratus to lose. Yeah, no, that the this is definitely going to be one that Bailey and Dakota Kai they're doing the job here. Yeah, for sure. But th- this should be this should be the time to put the belts on the line, and that's when I would say probably Becky and Leader are going to drop them back. Yeah, to damage control. But I mean, I don't know what you do here. I mean, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of bringing in legends and letting them win titles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no long term booking that you can do with that. Well, then we're going to have an interesting discussion on this next match. Okay. Because the next one I'm going to talk about is Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Austin Theory versus John Cena. I think Cena's going to get the win here. But why would you do that? Because I think what you do is then you bring Cena out on Monday night and he reinstitutes the open challenge. And that's when you debut somebody. And then he loses? And he loses that. Like, if that's where Jay White's coming in, that's where you, you bring him in. Is Jay White coming to WWE? Possibly. Possibly. He's out in New Japan. They, really? Yeah, they haven't just he hasn't decided if he's going to AEW or it, see he seems like an AEW guy to me, does, but totally. I don't know what they like they're they're kind of screwing up some of their booking there, but um I don't know, man. You're you're trying to build they're they're trying to build bring, theory into this mega star here. They are, but I think him losing to Cena doesn't I mean if he gives Cena a great match and Cena wins, I don't think that that, that tarnishes him. Yeah, but I don't I don't know what you gain either, but you know, John Cena punked him out on national television and like, no, I agree. Know, it didn't really get over at all on that. Like, I don't know what, I don't know how he gets any better by losing that match. Uh, this is something that, and, and this is one of the differences between AEW and WWE is like, sometimes you just have to lose and then you win three matches in a row and nobody cares. If Theory loses this match and then Monday night, they're like, by the way, Austin Theory is wrestling Seth Rollins tonight and he beats him. It's over. Nobody cares that he lost to John Cena. Yeah, I just, I just don't get John Cena winning a title here and then dropping it again. Just I am like, still, by the way, banging the drum for John Cena to win another world title and 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 eclipse Flair. And I love that's that's one of the biggest fans of Ric Flair there is. But Cena deserves to be a seventeen time champion, just one time, even if it only holds the belt for a week. Yeah, I, I might I, happen. It might happen eventually. He's getting old, man. He, he looks really old. old with hair. It, it's so funny to see him. Like do press stuff, and he's in a suit, and he's like, so, and then he he does he comes to WWE, and he's back in the jorts and the t shirt. Yeah, like, the jorts and the t shirt thing now seems really fake. It does. It, it feels like they should, you know, like maybe just you know update him a little bit. You know, like I've always wanted stuff. to see John Cena as a bad guy. That'll never happen. It's just too. It'll never happen at this point. But yeah, I'm, that's what I've always wanted. They to they, see. they could have struck when the iron was hot there a long time ago with that, but. 
I, and I'll be honest, I didn't think they would ever turn Reigns either, but thankfully they did because, it, I mean, and what they've done with Reigns, it could have been 10 times bigger with Cena. Yeah. Cena had done what Reigns is doing now. Oh, my God. And Reigns is almost an like – Unbeatable guy. Well, and he's he's also kind of like anti-hero. Like, mm-hmm. the, like, he still has a lot of, like, fans. Like, you, yes. it, the ring is, like, split. Yeah. But it's yeah. kind of like you know, it's almost a cool heel. It's not it's not like Stone Cold by any means, right, right, right. But it is a it's a situation where you have a guy that's like it's not, he's not cheating. He's not uh, right. you know getting one over on somebody. He's just a bad guy that can go out there and beat anybody he wants to. Like he's going out there and he's just it's like you said a monster heel. Yeah. I like I like the current role that he's in because when they were just shoving him down your throat like as the next John Cena, it was not bearable. No, I didn't yeah, like they, that. They figured it out. So, all right, so we're split on this. You think Theory wins? I think Cena wins. Yeah. All right. The match of the night in terms of stealing the show will be Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Oh Rollins. yeah. Rollins is one of the top three wrestlers in the world in terms of what he can do in the ring, uh, and Logan Paul. I am. I fully believe that if Logan Paul had just grown up wanting to be a professional wrestler and had dedicated himself to it from day one, he would be like Seth Rollins. He would be a a top level superstar in this business. Uh, there will be something in this match that makes you lose your mind. Go! I can't believe I just saw that. I think it'll be really, really good. Rollins will obviously go over. He's the, Logan Paul is the most naturally gifted. It's incredible. Like intruder i call them like the guys that yeah. aren't wrestlers right since kurt angle yeah well, I mean, he's pro- a little he, different but yeah well not really i mean i know i know that kurt angle did actual wrestling but he's he was a great not athlete a, he was an athlete though logan paul is not an athlete he is a, a well no he is an athlete well, he, he is, is an, athlete. an athlete, but like his natural job is that of an entertainer. But what I'm talking about is not like the uh, not just the athleticism. I'm talking about the natural fit into professional wrestling. I mean, yeah. wrestling, professional wrestling is not a sport. It's a, uh, it's, I mean, in in some ways it is a sport because it's you know athletic, mm-hmm. but it it's entertainment, right? And so what I mean by that is he has come in and fit in naturally as a heel. Uh, you know, you can get behind him if you want to. Yeah, and he can he can just kind of mesh into a match easily, and that's that's exactly what happened with Kurt Angle. It's not not so much the moves that I'm referring to; it's the fact that they've come in, and it looks like both of those guys when they came in, it looked like they had always been wrestlers. Yeah, professional wrestlers, and that's kind of where you know Logan Paul is right now. I mean, he's right up there with Kurt Angle as as a guy that came in from something else and just absolutely killed it. Yeah. Uh, do you agree that Rollins wins, though? Uh, I mean, it's hard to know. I mean, I, I last year, you know, Cody comes back and, and beats Rollins at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would do that to him two years in a row. Agreed. I mean, it's, it's time to start getting Rollins back in the spotlight, in my opinion. I He's too good to be kind of undercard. I agree. You know, he's yeah. he's got to be in the in the championship spotlight. I've I've always wanted a feud with with Roman Reigns. I think that's coming. That's yeah. I think that's coming. So, uh, we'll see. all right, you got the women's title match, the SmackDown women's title. This is Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. There will be a riot if Rhea Ripley does not win this match. You think so? I I. Th- I People are tired of Charlotte Flair, man. It's just it's just been so over overdone at this point, and it's time for Rhea Ripley to have her run as the top woman in the division. Yeah, I do think that she wins this, um, and they they start to try to position um, her group as you know a little more powerful than they are right now. Yeah, and not just feuding with Rey Mysterio and you know yeah. stuff like that. Uh, and I think she's going to be kind of the face of that. And I think she's going to go on a little run here mm-hmm. of being kind of monster heel like Roman Reigns. I agree. I maybe agree. not, maybe not, you know, four years or whatever it's going right. to be for him. But I do think that she's about to go on a big run here. And 
She's been around a lot more than Charlotte Flair. Flair. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte's been out a little bit. I mean, yeah. I, I think that it's time for her to kind of carry the weight. It is Rhea Ripley's time at, at the top of the division. I agree with that. So, uh, And then the match we think will be the uh, the main event on night one, and that's the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship, the Usos against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I will say this. <clears throat> this is another AEW thing. I don't like that you can just form a tag team and you get a title shot at the biggest pay-per-view. Like, yeah. I feel like you should have to win a few matches as a tag team. Well, and this one's a little different. It is a little different. This is more um, of a match than anything else. And these two are best friends. They've been mm -hmm. around. I mean, everybody knows the relationship with Sami right. Zayn and Kevin Owens. So they are more of a natural tag team than just two random people. Very true. Thrown together. And they have common interest in uh, wanting to defeat the Usos. Where do you rank um, the Usos as an all-time tag team? They're moving up the list, man. They really are. Um, I mean, you probably got... What do you got? Like Road Warriors? Yeah, that's like my, my my top, top, top tier. The Road Warriors, the Dudleys. Hardy Boys. The, I don't know if they're my absolute top tier. Oh, they are. Not for me. Um, they're, they are for everyone else. You're wrong. Well, I mean, I, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I would just say that the fact that they... I, I look at it in terms of like... <clears throat> the Dudley Boys... Or, I, mean, I, th I feel like, you know, the... They they had a great run in the WWE, but I would not put them ahead of the Hardy Boys in the WWE. I mean, they're no, running all ECW time. all time though. There's like no ECW, title. that's great. There's no but, title that the Hardys, the Dudleys haven't won. There's no title they haven't won. Yeah, but I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, they've been in two. I mean, the, they haven't won. They've won ECW. They've won the AEW. They they've won ECW. They haven't won WCW. They did win WCW. When? When they during the invasion, they were the champions. Uh, that don't really count. And they won. They they held the TNA belt <clears throat> like five six times. And nobody watched TNA. It doesn't matter. No, you no, didn't I, watch TNA. I watched some TNA. No, you didn't. I did. I no, you didn't. I did. I don't know. What not that. not you personally. Anyway, my tier Road Warrior, <laughs> the Road Warriors, the Dudleys. I'm trying to think like who else. Holy and Arn. I mean, if you're like, I, okay, I get your point. If you're going to argue Hardy Boys and the Dudleys, like who's better, that's fine. But you're going to put the Hardys in that tier too. They're in the next tier for me, like with like the Midnight <laughs> Express and the Rock and Roll Express. Okay, whatever. Maybe the New Age Outlaws too. So anyway, the Usos to me are getting in the New Day. Is, it's like the New Day might be in the top tier, to be honest with you. No. As a, are, that, that's a triple threat. That's they're so that's a different that's a different thing. That's like free birds. They're with the free birds. Yeah, but they I mean they have the four won, they've won the tag titles more than anybody. Even more than I know, but you but it they've bounced to you know Big E and say I, I I can I can live with it. I can live with the free free bird rules. But I, I'm putting uh the Usos are in the second tier right now yeah. for sure. They're moving up, but they're losing the belts here. Yeah, I can see that. I mean it like and that, that's something to kind of appease the people a little bit on Sami Zayn. Because it, a lot of people wanted Sami Zayn to beat Roman Reigns. I just didn't think that was realistic. Like, I, 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 I just think I didn't think it was. They could have had him beat Reigns and then, like, put the belt right back on Reigns, like, the next night or something. Just like to a get Mick Foley thing? Yes, exactly. Just to get that big pop, get the crowd happy, and then the next night Reigns comes out. Like, I demand a rematch. No problem, and I lose, lose the next night. Well, what what I would have done at Royal Rumble is Sami Zayn would have entered the Rumble and won. Mm -hmm. And, I, I mean, Cody Rhodes got to wait, wait your turn, and the WrestleMania would have been Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. Maybe could have done that and probably should have done that. We'll talk about that a little bit more. I think That would have been Usos, a Daniel Bryan deal there. Yeah, I think the Usos definitely lose tonight just because you want to send everybody on the first night home happy. You want yeah. something home with, with excited for the next day. So, and I also think, as we'll get into when we talk about Reigns and Rhodes, <clears throat> that I think the the coming back on Monday night, if Reigns still has his belt and the Usos don't, that that goes a long way for him to be like, you guys didn't get it done. I don't know if I can trust you because I think they're going to continue that with with Jay. So, yeah, so that's night. Um, 
Hey, uh, Aaron Judge just hit a home run off Logan Webb. Just a heads up. No, nobody, nobody wants to talk about those kind of on things. The, on the first pitch. No, no, not interested in discussing that at all. It's okay. 80, 81 and 81. We're getting there. <laughs> this isn't one of the years that y'all can win the, uh, the World Series? I don't think so. No, <clears throat> I do not think that is the case. So, All right, so let's go to night two. We already mentioned the, uh, the women's uh, four-way tag. I couldn't be less interested in Brock Lesnar versus Omos. I don't know, man. The other night got me a little more interested. It was, they're, they're drawing me in a little bit. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a big almost fan, but I don't know. The, like the segment they had the other night was pretty was pretty good. I just I can't get behind it. It's it, it just it, this is this is the most Vince McMahon match on the uh, on the on the on the list. Yeah, the two like powerhouses going up against I each other. I want him out there. I want him to slam him. Yeah, big meaty man slapping meat. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to that. But who's winning? Brock, obviously. Brock, yeah. You got two matches here that could both steal the show. Edge versus Finn Balor, Hell in a Cell. Balor says he's coming as the demon. This has oh. mega, mega potential here. Yeah. Yeah, this These night two, this night two is yeah, this night two's looking good. It's stacked. Yep. Because, Every yeah. match which yeah. there's there's probably gonna be a match on here that's there's probably gonna be a match that's not listed. Yeah, because it, it, the night, well, either that or there's going to be some sort of like, there's always like, you know, they'll bring a couple of legends out and cut a promo or something, you know, where they in California, The Rock could show up. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. You know, something like that. The Undertaker could just come out to speak or something. You know, Stone Cold lives up there in Nevada, I think, somewhere. Who? You know, your friend. I don't know who that is. Uh, are you talking about stunning Steve Austin? What's that guy been up to? Yeah, that's him. A Hollywood. He blonde. shaved his head. He had a receding hairline. Yeah, he's going bald. I saw that. Yeah. Um, but I I really like the potential in this match. This is where Triple H really needs to be like, you know what? It's time to bleed. It's time for somebody to to, to get the blade out on this one. And not that fake cage. blood that AEW uses. Oh, that's that's real blood. That's no, it's not. That's Moxley getting a little color there. No, it's not. That our boy, our boy Kyle Niblett got some color at one of the pay per views. Like Moxley <clears> went right by him and just bled on him. So Moxley is probably real. The stuff like Daniel Bryan uses is fake. Yeah, because like it'll be it'll be gushing blood, and then all yeah. of a sudden you'll just see it smeared at the top. Yeah, and like the sweat will just like wipe it away, and there's no cut. Yeah, yeah. those uh, fools. I, 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 there's there's too many Aaron Judge highlights on Twitter right this second. Um, so that match is going to be outstanding. And then you have the three-way for the Intercontinental title. Gunther, which I'll, I'm going to be totally honest. When Walter became Gunther, I was like, this will never work. It oh, man, that dude's, a, that dude's a monster. He, he's a, he's a few, he'll be world champion this time next year, I think. This is going to be like a lot of slapping on the oh. chest. I feel bad for Sheamus. That pale chest is going to be red. So Sheamus, McIntyre, and Gunther for the Intercontinental title. This will be an outstanding five-star match. Yeah, I think this will be really good. But I want to—I like Gunther versus like some smaller guys. Oh yeah, like so people and he can just just push them around. Yes, but oh my gosh, on, that's great. Yeah, uh, you guys need to go see um, like Gunther versus Tyler Bate. Yeah, good match. Um, really. Or some, he was Walter then, but. His stuff with some of those, like, he can wrestle with anybody. He can yeah. wrestle with Ray Mysterio. Doesn't he matter. He could. He's incredible. Like, they they really need to push him a little more. Which I, I, I know I, he has the Intercontinental, but he, I think he drops the belt here and then he moves into a program with a world champion. Very drops soon. it to Drew. I think Sheamus might have a chance here. Yeah, I I, I just feel like Sheamus hasn't had a belt in a while, so maybe they put it on him. Because Drew is another guy who can just he can bounce back. Then you can maybe go into like a Drew versus Gunther like promo, and then like the winner of that goes into the next thing with the world champion. Yeah, I can see it. You got some good stuff there. But you can't really I'm go wrong excited. with these three here. I'm very excited for this match. I think it'll be outstanding. Um, by the way, I saw Gunther in um at WrestleMania last year when I was Oompa. I went to um I went to the Omni where all the uh, talent was staying mm-hmm. just to people watch. 
mm-hmm. um, and sat at the bar and kind of watched them all walk through. Mm-hmm. And he's not that big. Really? Like, yeah. from, a height, from a height perspective? Yeah, like probably like six, six, two, six, three, maybe. Like, yeah. we look at him, you're thinking like six, six. Yeah. He's just so but, light. He's like the way he lost weight made him more like normally those guys drop weight and it's like they look skinny. He just looks like a machine now. Yeah. So that's another thing. I thought like dropping the weight was a bad idea. Like, like he worked as like this big sort of almost fat, but not like guy. It, 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 he works. Everything they've done with him works. I give him credit for that. This man would have loved this dude in like the 1990, oh my early God. 1990s him versus Hogan. Oh Lord! Oh Lord! They, first off, he'd be Russian. Let's be clear yes. about that. You know. Oh yes. Yeah, he'd be Igor. <laughs> so. uh, I think the women's match here is underrated. Bianca Belair versus Oscar. I think that has some mm-hmm. real potential. Uh, I think Bianca will retain. I, I just, I just, I don't, I don't think Oscar is going to get the belt here. That's just my personal opinion. But I think this is another match that can be really, really good. Yeah, Oscar does for her entrance this year. I wonder if Oscar might turn heel here. Could she's happen. been doing she's been doing the mist stuff. Um, like I, I wonder if I wonder if she might you know spit in Bianca Bianca's face and could happen blind her and, and and win. Could happen. That could happen. I could see that. I just think I think they could do that, and then Bianca still wins though. Turn think her heel. So? What she look, I, it could happen. Yeah, or fine. she like attacks her like after the match, yeah. or something. But they go to shake hands and she pulls yeah, her in. And I can see her. that. That's that's not a bad idea. Yeah. And then we come to it, the final match, the main event, what they they put the whole program around the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, champion now for going on nine hundred and seventy some odd days, versus the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. I love the story. I love the con the idea that Cody is trying to win the one belt his dad never did. I love mm-hmm. big fan of, of that. I like Cody Rhodes. I like him. I liked him in AEW. I wish he had stayed there. I felt like there was a lot of untapped potential, but I understand why he moved on. And it worked. Because the guy is now main eventing WrestleMania. He made the right decision for himself. No question about that. Yes, I think and I think he's a better fit. I would disagree with that, but that that's fine. That's fine. Why? I thought he was because he he was one of the founders of AEW. And I like the idea that he was like set himself up as against the WWE. Okay, how, how did the how did the fans react to that? Not well, not well. So would you but not I agree think, that he's I a better was, fit for the this I fan base? Than his, I think that was his own doing, though. I think he put himself in bad storylines. I thought the idea that when he when he wrestled Jericho, he's like, if I lose, I'll never win the championship again. I never go for the chance. I thought that was a bad idea because you locked yourself out for eternity. I, I just didn't agree with that. You know? and, well, I don't think it's the I don't think it's that so much as who he is and how he presented himself. He, you know, the suit and tie. I, the, I get what you're saying. I, I get you know it. the but, the the nerds, the wrestling marks. They're not going to go for that. That's not, I think he's a much better fit in the WWE. I think they can do more with him. I think he fits well, from a personality it's, it's standpoint. Working. It's working. I think it's proven that he's yeah. a better fit there. We say I say all that to say this though. I think Reigns is winning this match. Yeah, you can't you can't give you can't give the belt to Cody, I don't think, on this. I, I just I don't see first off, as I just said a second, you're like only a month away from a thousand days of champion. Yeah. WDE's not gonna pass that up, I don't think. I I think I think he's on like a Bruno San Martino. Like I, I feel like, I feel like what they do here is he wins, but he gets injured in the he gets injured in the match because he's been saying he wants to take some time off. Okay, yeah, he's injured. He takes a month and a half off. He comes back at the next pay per view, you know, and then they set up whatever to you know they, a rematch. It doesn't matter what the match is, but whatever. The also I maybe I've just built it in my mind that the only guy who can take the belt off him is the Rock. I don't know if they're ever going to go that route. But the only other two guys I could see winning the belt off of Roman Reigns are Jey Uso, if they finally break that up. Or, yeah, I could see that. Because I think that would be an incredible way to end the Bloodline storyline, is Jey Uso is the head of the table. That would be be wild. 
or as you mentioned earlier, Roman Reigns has never beaten Seth Rollins one-on-one. Never happened. Rollins reigns at SummerSlam, and that's where you take the title off him finally. I think Seth is probably the logical answer. I agree. That's been the guy that I I thought that would be the direction they might go last WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Instead, they went with Brock, right? I get them all. Yeah, it was Brock. Brock. Yeah, yeah. Because I I went to that and then went to SummerSlam and they fought again. I think – I think Seth is probably going to be the one that does it. And, you know, it wouldn't shock me if Cody won this match. It, right. it would not be a complete shock. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Cody could win, and, and <clears throat> that's the case. I'll be interested to see where they go with it because I don't think the storylines are as good with him as the champion. Like, I mean, maybe they, maybe they immediately go to Gunther at that point. That would be a fan, that would be great matches there. Um, but I, th- I I just feel like Reigns is going to go over here. And it's weird because I feel like the popular vote is to get the belt on the roads, but I just I just don't see it happening here. I, I mean, I, and going back to what we were talking about, you know, Cody Rhodes has definitely elevated himself in WWE, but I don't know that he is a world champion. I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because he's never really been one. Yeah. Um, and he, it's, but I, it's kind of late in the career to be a first-time champion, isn't it? I don't know though, but he he is such a great orator. He's uh, good, good on the promos, good wrestler, he's good got representative. Everything. He's got a good look with the with the bleach blonde hair. Thing. Yeah, the the neck the tattoo, tattoo on the neck was kind of strange. One of the worst decisions that. a grown man ever made. I have, I'm not anti-tattoo, but I am anti-neck tattoo when you're supposed to be like this clean-cut all-American kid. And he's probably like now thinking like, why did I do why this I do crap? That? But like he can't now. Like I, I look like a wuss if I go get yeah. Yeah. lasered off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think you got the right two guys in Agreed. the spotlight here. I think I you have that. the, you know, Cody has fought his way back to get into the main event picture after tearing his uh, pec. That was and, incredible. Yeah, I mean, Russell I think Mack he's like earned that. he's earned a lot of respect from people over the last few months. So I think you have the right two in there. This should be a phenomenal match. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I hope I hope it's a I hope it's a really good match with a fun finish, and it's not something that we're all you know leaving saying, eh, you know, I feel like we just wasted our time. I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we'll be good. Just I just quick, hope both guys. It. I just hope both guys have fun. Yeah. WWE tweeted out some uh, the the pictures of the card for night one and night two, and on their. <clears throat> On their graphic, Cena Theory is the top billing on night one. Yeah, they. Uh, I was actually, like I said, I was just watching SmackDown, and they had, they had mentioned that on there too. So that should be a good opener. Uh, I guess yeah, that's, that's the that's the order, right? Well, that can't be right. No, that can't two, be. Braun Strowman the and him. Is, yeah, the night two one, and the first one is Reigns Rhodes. I think that's that might be the main event. I would not agree with that. I think Usos. Because if you're going to do that, then Cena definitely has to win because you have. I'm no, talk- no, C- Cena and Theory are definitely opening. They mentioned that on SmackDown. They mentioned that. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I think they're just saying like that's kind of the the the, the biggest draw, I guess. Well, that, which I, I disagree with that too. But. I just it's it's the biggest draw for it's not the biggest draw for wrestling fans, but for the common outsider, Cena is the name they know. Right. They don't know. You've who got to Sami Zayn are exactly. You you've got you got to think about it this way, like. This is going to be viewed more than anything else that WWE does. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like people. It's kind of like people going to church on Easter. Yeah, like you watch WrestleMania. Like it's like you. I mean, you don't you don't watch WWE that much, right? But I'll watch. But you will watch Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Exactly. So for the for the you know the average wrestling fan down to the person that like Sock and Steph that are coming over. Right to watch with us, you got to have something that kind of draws attention to him, and they and know Cena is John Cena. enough, exactly, exactly. Right. All right. There we go. We've got it all out of our system. We won't do any more in-depth wrestling for another year. We promise. All right. And if for those that were just like, yeah, what the heck, I'll listen. Thank you, but Hope don't complain listen. either. Hope you enjoy. Do, Hope you I don't want to hear any complaints on Twitter at all. If you complain, we will challenge you to a, challenge a tag team match. That's right. <clears throat> All right. Uh Sunday show. Oof. 
Oh, we can do we can do a Sunday show. We can do it early because there's no baseball. Yeah, we can do we can. We do could. Oh, then or we can do it Saturday. We well, I guess not because Saturday we're going to go straight to watching uh, WrestleMania. We'll figure it out. We'll have a. I will be late. I will be late on uh, Sunday. I have a um, I have a choir performance. I just remembered. You raise me up. All right then. Looking forward to that. Uh, well, I'll see you Sunday. Don't worry. I'll I'll save you some food, and uh, we will have thunder and lightning. We'll recap everything that happens Mississippi State uh, baseball with South Carolina. Uh, some spring football. We'll continue our wraparound next week with Arkansas and Auburn. Our positional breakdown. We'll go to the offensive line. Um, looks like the portal starting to heat up for MSU basketball. So we'll talk about that and uh, probably a lot more. So guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy WrestleMania if you're going to watch it. Enjoy MSU baseball if you're going to watch it. We'll be back with you on Monday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.